0: Hello, everyone. We're here on behalf of the Environmental Policy Class Section 1, and we only have a small amount of time to talk to you, so let's cut to the chase. With me today is Megan and Griffin.
1: Not too long ago, we were faced with the Flint water crisis, and as it became national, I guess most of us were thinking, how the hell did this happen? Isn't deadly laced water what led to the famed fall of Rome? Why is it in our water now?
0: Yeah, I know. I was asking myself something along the same lines. You'd think that unsafe water was something that was taken care of with the Clean Water Act and all those other policy regulations.
2: I don't know. Neglect, perhaps? It's not like this sort of stuff hasn't happened before. And it always seems to be a big corporation or city government trying to cut corners and failing and address the problem properly.
0: Yeah, that sounds about right. And it's always the innocent individuals in the area that get harmed the most. Megan and Griffin have done some deeper research on the Flint water crisis. Maybe I'm the only one, but despite it being such big news, I was never really filled in as to how it happened.
1: So basically how it began was they wanted to update the infrastructure of Flint's pipes. So for some ungodly reason, a couple of years before this whole thing happened, they had decided that the Flint River was their backup water source, despite all the pollution. So as they were updating the current pipe infrastructure they had changed to the Flint water source as, you know, sort of their backup while they were fixing all this stuff. And uh, in order to treat all the pollution in the Flint River, they had to basically douse the water with tons of chlorine, and they didn't treat the water properly with anti-corrosive agents while that chlorine degraded the pipes, so on top of the pollution you had a bunch of lead just leaching into the water.
2: So they treated the water with chlorine specifically to kill the bacteria. Chlorine high, highly corrosive and after a while, ideally that is, they would have realized their mistake and stopped using the pipes, correct?
1: Yeah, but that's not what happened. When people realized that something wasn't right, the city merely switched water source to Detroit and tried super hard to convince people that the water was safe. The mayor even tried to drink the water on national TV to convince people that yeah, it was super cool
0: but they still refuse to address the corroded piping, and it's still leaching lead into the water nowadays?
1: Yeah. At one point, the EPA even found lead levels as high as 397 ppb, and just for reference, the highest safe level of lead is 15 ppb, and another test that was by Virginia Tech found levels as high as 13,200 ppb, and according to EPA standards, anything over 5,000 is considered hazardous waste, so... The people of Flint were literally bathing, cooking, and drinking hazardous waste.
2: Not to mention that, even now the issue has not been completely resolved. It is still known that Flint residents do not have access to drinkable water through their own city. When the city failed to come to an agreement and denied a long-term contract over changing their water source to a facility completely out of Detroit, the Michigan Department of Environmental Quality then filed a lawsuit against the city for endangering the public's health.
1: Yeah, instead what's been happening is a bunch of political meandering. A lot of grants have been given to individuals that will experience symptoms, like children, and a lot of money has been given to Flint to replace their piping, but it's not scheduled to be finished until 2020.
0: So, no drinkable water for Flint residents?
1: Not soon, apparently.
0: Yeah, like we've mentioned before, this isn't the first time situations like Flint happened. Love Canal, I don't know if you guys remember that, It it was pretty long ago. It was also an environmental emergency that happened through neglect. In the Love Canal case, it wasn't the city that caused the damage specifically, but it was the work of independent corporations that polluted and harmed residents.
2: You know, I find the most striking similarity is the push to silence the residents' worries. In Love Canal, resident findings about their own cancer rates were quickly picked apart and disproved. Any sort of proof that they might have had was delegitimized. In Flint, residents were told over and over again that their water was safe, even though it clearly wasn't. I feel, though, as officials prioritize economic concerns over the risks to public health, they defend their reputation and their integrity instead of listening to the residents and recognizing that they need to change their course of action.
1: It's happened before and it'll keep happening unless corporations, cities, states, and our entire nation does something about the standards these entities are held up to. With Love Canal, I think we got a little better at understanding accountability, but what about before it? What about
0: after? I think you're completely right, Megan. I think there needs to be stricter set of rules that in a sense force these entities to think cautiously, think in the long term. Whether it's up to the EPA or the state or local, that's completely up to debate. But the fact that people deserve clean water and safe environments is not up for debate.
2: As for the after, that's definitely a tougher situation. Compensation for the residents is a given. But in Love Canal, residents were removed from the area. This didn't happen in Flint. The contract to move their water source was denied. Nothing is being done to actually stop the crisis. Sure, plans are set to fix it, but nothing is being done right now for them. I truly believe that Jessica Shuin says it perfect in her letter to the editor in the Daily Targum. She says, until politicians learn to deal with problems head on instead of trying to make a cheap buck, things like this are going to keep happening. Stop marginalizing people. Stop denying dangers. Fix things that come up before they become so large they cannot be fixed. In the end, the government loses when people need to be paid because of injuries.